TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, back at a Chuckery Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios Wednesday night with you. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Always in the mood for a little Freddie Jackson. Chuck gets first request, so a little tasty love to start us off with. So, uh, Braves up two to nothing right now. Ozuna's got another run uh, driven in, so uh, bottom of the sixth inning. So expand that lead, expand that lead, expand that lead. 404-726-0929. This will be our last night of the week here. we got Falcons foosball coming up here tomorrow night. So 530 pregame. Chris Goforth and Mike Johnson will have all the pregame coverage. Then 7.30, Wes and Dave have the kick. They have the call. They have the kick. Toe meets leather at 7.30. <clears throat> Chris and uh, Mike will have halftime, and then they will have the postgame show as well. And then we got the high school scoreboard show coming up Friday. Week number two, I guess, right? It's week number two. Yeah, week but two week... For, for high school football, but yeah. week one for the yeah, actual show. Yeah, week one for the actual show, but week two for high school football. So, and um, – um, my daughter has some things going on. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, might be at a football game. Who knows? We'll see. I don't. Should. This is this it. is the time to get to one. Yeah. So anyway, before that weather changes on you, we got a while for that though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Tomorrow night, you know, what am I? Who am I looking? You know, for who's got the most to prove? I definitely think that, you know, we talked about this with Tory that, <clears throat> you know, I think Jalen Mayfield is the big wild card that still has to be figured out. And he's a guy that I think he's done some good things in the postseason, or sorry, preseason. When you've asked him to move north and south and run block, I think he's done some good things. When you've asking him to pass protect and, you know, do what he doesn't do very well, then it's been some issues with it. And I really think that he's on the bubble. Now, is he any great loss? No. But you start having a third-round pick that's a couple of years in that doesn't even get to his fourth year and you're cutting him already, that, that's never good signs, you know, to it. And, and I think Tory made a good point about the DeMarco Hellams thing is that they have a lot of safeties. And I think if Hellams can get – one more big game out of this. And, again, remember, he's a low-round draft pick, right? I think he's what, – what was he, a sixth-round draft pick, I believe, was Hellams. But they don't have a lot invested in him. But if he can have one more big game, then maybe he finds his way onto the 53. I think if not, at worst, he's a practice squad player. But if he can find a way – to have another big game tomorrow night, he might find his way on the 53, even if that's on special teams and things like that. Because, again, they do have a lot of safeties. And, again, when we talk about Jesse Bates and and um, 
uh, Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins, you know, that's three pretty good safeties that have, you know, obviously two of those guys have been starters for us last couple of years, but obviously um, Jesse Bates is their big free agent signing. So it may be hard for a Hellams to end up making the roster. You know, their fourth running back is another guy who, you know, he's led them in rushing, you know, first couple of weeks and uh, Igwe Buke, and he's done some good things, but I just don't know if there's a spot on the 53 for him. You know, you have to try to make those decisions pretty hard. And again, some of our, some of these wide receivers, you know, it's not just, again, Matt Collins, Drake London, Scotty Miller, you figure that those guys are for sure. Um, but some of the other guys, the, you know, J.J. Arcega Whiteheads, or Whiteside, I should say, um, those kinds of guys, you know, there's a lot of questions about them. But I think Mayfield's the big guy who's got to prove what he can do and if he can make this roster or not. I think he's the big guy who can, you know, has the most to gain because I think he's really on the bubble. And, and Penny Hart's another guy. I, I know I had a guy text me or, sorry, tweet me uh, earlier uh, with, uh, look, he's a Georgia State fan and wants to see Penny Hart make the team. I, I like Penny Hart. I'd like to see him make the team, too. I don't know what his role is going to be, though. I don't know how far down the depth chart he is as a wide receiver and if he's not going to be a punt return guy that also makes it hard. You know, a lot of these guys, when we start talking about the bottom of the 53, those are special teams guys. Those are guys that have to be on special teams and make their bones on special teams. And I don't know enough about Penny Hart's special teams play to tell you, and I'm not talking about punt and kick returns and stuff like that. I'm talking about lining up and making tackles on special teams. That's what guys like him have to do. That's what guys like Helms will probably have to do because I don't know how much playing time he's actually going to get with the depth of our safeties. And, you know, obviously if you're going to play, you know, Hawkins and Grant and Jesse Bates a high volume percent of the time, there's only going to be amount of limited snaps for some of those guys. I think Adi Ogundeji, you know, is he's on, you know, season-ending IR, but I wonder if they just settle up with him when all is said and done. I wonder if they just settle up on him and, and you know, again, just, you know, kind of let him just kind of recover and, you know, make himself a free agent come next year. But, I, you know, again, as, as I said earlier in the show, I, I'm looking for that same intensity that we had in game number one. And not saying we didn't have intensity in game number two, but I want to see influencing getting the quarterback on the ground, influencing turnovers. I want to see more of that, more of what we saw from game number one than we even saw from game number two. Now, I have not seen, have you seen anything about is the Pittsburgh Steelers going to play anybody in this game or not? I have not seen. I I can't say as I've followed Follow Steelers football. Uh, you know what? I sh- shame on me because the guys Dukes and Bell did have on one of the Pittsburgh reporters yesterday, and I'm drawing a blank as to what he said. I think he did say Tomlin said that the starters would go. Um, I, I I could be wrong. I'm sorry. Don't let me lie. Okay. No, don't I let mean, me don't let me quote my source. No. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we, j- just listen. Hold on. You can't backtrack. Just say, "Oh yeah." I mean, according to my source. So I I, I what I heard is I heard Mike Tomlin say that. The uh, starters for the Steelers are going to play all four quarters. <laughs> that, that they're going to play all there four is, quarters. There it is. <laughs> yeah. 
So it looks like the Steelers will have all of their starting unit play at least three quarters of the game. And and, and they're going to treat this as a regular season game all the way through. Let's just say that. Just <laughs> we got we got to get we got we got to start getting we gotta hot get some, Yeah, we, we got to get we got to start getting more hot takey, right? We got to start saying more hot takey. But no, I mean, look, it's it's the final preseason game. You don't want to get anybody hurt. I mean, that that's the main thing is nobody nobody end up injured. Nobody nobody end up costing them a spot um because of injury, but certainly that there are some guys that that need to prove some things and you know, I, I, the thing I liked about Arthur Smith and what he said a couple weeks ago was the fact that he said it's getting harder to make this team. It's becoming harder to make this team. And that's a good thing, right? I mean, that's, that's what we want is there are few positions that are open and available. You know, I wonder how much Bergeron is going to play tomorrow night because he's a guy that I know he's your starter now, but – I want to see him. I would like to see him get some work in. And even if that's with the number twos, I just want to see, I just want to see him get some work in, you know, and I still think that we're in the marketplace to grab another interior offensive lineman. If Mayfield doesn't make it, if I don't know if Kyle Hinton is going to make it or not. I know Arthur has talked about Kyle Hinton. He's done some good things or this, that, and the other, but I, I could definitely see some guys that get let go um, on this offensive line and open up some spots that we may go out and get somebody. Now, again, I don't know who that person is, and I don't know what cuts are going to look like when all of a sudden. And you know that there's always, because, by the way, too, the Falcons are eighth on the waiver wire. So the Falcons are number eight on the waiver wire. So they're in pretty good shape, that they're, they're not in too bad a shape right now on the waiver wire. So you can, you can get your hands on, on some guys. And you never know about cap casualties and things like that. That's what's going to be interesting about this whole big player dump, right? Is the idea of, hey, all of these guys are going to be available all at once. And what kind of, you know, cap casualties are going to be let go? You know, is there somebody who's kind of a sly old veteran that could, you know, fit this team and their profile and what they want to do? Again, we'll know next week on all of that. Um, also, too, the idea of, as Story talked about, the Jeff Okuda thing. You know, is he going to start off on I, on short-term IR, right? You, you, if you do the short-term IR, that means you have to miss the, the a four-game stretch of the season, right? We've seen that before, and obviously Cordell Patterson, I think, was on short-term IR last year. But, you know, he may... If it looks like he's going to play in week one, two, whatever, I mean, then, you know, obviously you don't put him on any kind of IR and maybe sit him for the first week or so. But if he's going to miss three weeks, you might as well put him on short-term IR and have that roster spot available to you. So there's still lots of questions that have to be figured out that obviously the picture will come more into focus and become more clear come next week when we see the final 53-man roster, and more importantly is we see who's out there on the marketplace. When we see guys who, whether cap casualties, whether they're just not good or whatever, we'll see some of these guys that become available, and I think the Falcons will be busy. You know, Arthur Smith talked about the clip that I think they'll be busy as far as getting on the waiver wire and the transactions and things like that because that's modern-day NFL, right? You're always looking, you know, again, as Bill Parcells famously said, 
If I can upgrade the 53rd man on my roster, I upgrade the 53rd man on my roster. Even if that guy doesn't factor in, I still upgraded every position imaginable. So we'll see what happens. It'll be a fun uh, fun finale coming up uh, tomorrow. Obviously, we'll have all of the coverage right here. 92-9 the game, 5.30 pregame, 7.30 kick. Wes and Dave will have all of that. And then the postgame with uh, uh, Chris Goforth and Mike Johnson. And then then we get ready in a couple of weeks for regular season football. Uh, at least we'll have college football in between the uh, start of the regular season. And, uh, you know, we'll have – well, at least have some college football as a Labor Day. It'll be opening weekend in the world of college football. So that's All actually right. kind of exciting. What's that? Actually, that the fact that there's the, I know the games suck, but the fact that there's some college football this weekend. Oh, there, there's some good games. I mean, I, look I, again. I'm I'm very intrigued to see Louisville and Georgia Tech Friday night. I mean, at, at Mercedes Benz. I'm yeah. I'm no very no. Much I mean intrigued. this this weekend. Oh. Yeah, this weekend. I'm saying I know the, the game sucked this week. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, the, the week zero. But it's yeah. just kind of still exciting that college football is starting. Oh, yeah, 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 that we'll, that we'll actually get games that count. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, look, those week zero games aren't supposed to be, Yeah, you know, they're, they're not supposed to be. They're, they're just they wet your appetite. Yeah, I'm about to say they're supposed to just wet your whistle. Yeah. Because, again, <laughs> I, the, the thing I love about college football on Labor Day weekend is they do go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Right? I mean, we get matchup after matchup after yeah. matchup after matchup. You know, again, Tech and Louisville's Friday night. Mm-hmm. You know, we get games on Labor Day Monday. You know, that, that's that been Florida State LSU. I think it was Florida State LSU last year. Mm-hmm. I think it's Florida State LSU this year. Yeah. It's so, again, good. we get those kinds of games, and that's, that's what I, I mean. College football does a great job of treating opening weekend like NASCAR. They, they, big, they put the Daytona 500 – right as the first race of the year, and they get you right into it. So, but again, we'll have all the action coming up tomorrow for Falcons finale in the preseason. All right, when we get back, it will be time for That's Life. Wait till I tell Day Day about this smoothie that is out there on the marketplace right now. Plus our top ten as well. Chuck Green, the Key Studios. Sports right after the game, honestly.com app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.